This is White Scar's Team Up. Speaking of celebrity crushes, I'm just going to turn my attention to the next question on the list. So, these later performances have also contributed something into New Century that we're not seeing much of up until then, which is the expression of sexuality. Mm. There are, mm, mm, indeed, there are more intimate moments, thoughts, or conversations that you voice first as Sarah and then later as Tabitha Chorley. Obviously, anything this sensitive could, would be something that one would want to carefully negotiate so that sex mm-hmm. is talked about adultly and not for mere prurience's sake. But how did you feel talking about various kinds of intimacy in your acting and did you contribute to the framing of it for the audience? Hmm. Um, I sexuality or lgbtq plus stuff i'm a big fan of that being incorporated in and that part of it i'm i'm excited that tabitha is in that um and i know there's multiple characters but i'm i'm glad to be able to contribute it's a weird sort of thing for me personally on some levels as weird as this is going to sound on some levels it was actually easier for me to do the scene in the boat Mm. with mohawk oh goodness um because how how to sort of gloss over this things Around about the time that Arlington was going on and after, you know, the dissolution of my relationship occurred and things happened personally that affected how I view intimacy Mm. in a way that is no longer so fun. Mm. So it's been a bit more of a delicate dance for me. And I used to be a lot more comfortable with it, a lot more like open and like positive about it. But Mm. because of different experiences, both early on in college and then, you know, more recently within the last like four or five years, it's become more of an issue so I do not, con- I've become a bit more prudish, I mm. guess. So it's been, it's, it's been weird. I'll put it that way. It's been weird mm-hmm. to do the scenes, but it's not outside the realm of what I'm capable of because I remember mm-hmm. <laughs> the before times and can draw on that so it's maybe better that i am a little bit more sensitive to it now because i can approach it and say if it is going to be tasteless or if it you know if it's 
towing the line of like, if it's something I would not be comfortable with, I would absolutely address it and say, I'm not comfortable with this, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, I, I doubt that I know that Alex would ever do anything like that game of thronesy, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> Goodness, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, it's not HBO. What are we talking no, about? No, <laughs> I've read, I've read some of the moments in Stone Spring Maidens. Both of us have in Stone Spring Maidens and Panther Soul, where he goes farther into descriptive detail and the in- intensity of the moment than he ever has before, mm-hmm. and he is able to frame it in such a way that we are able to feel that moment without needing to go into enormous levels of explicitness so the emotions are emphasized much more than the mechanics so to speak (laughs) 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 autobots roll out no wait Wait. I'm tapping out. That's, I'm tapping that's out. somebody's that's somebody's kink. There's no shame, no shame, no shame. <laughs> More than oh. meets the guy. <laughs> Fully functional. Wait, that's Star Trek. Look, I'm not gonna get into detail here, but my first experience online was on a Transformers mush. And <laughs> let's just say I met an older woman during the process of that and had some interesting experiences. You know. Yeah. Joke for different folks. And this has gone weird places and is way beyond the purview of our podcast. So, moving right along. Yeah, I can definitely understand um, how mm. your personal experiences would make some of that more difficult. I The, the only reason that I obviously I didn't know about this going into oh, no, it. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I was going to say the reason I brought it up was primarily because there were two moments in Arlington in particular where the archness and sensuality present in Sarah's performance was particularly affecting uh, Mm. in a way that there weren't many other moments where the voice acting was specifically part of the scene. In Mm. many cases, it was it tended to be more towards descriptive detail that Alex or potentially somebody else would narrate as being a part of the story, like such as in um, Princess Thieves and such like. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I brought this question on the list to begin with. Yeah, and I think that might have been when things were still okay. Mm. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, it the timing was so strange because of everything that was going on kind of in my personal life mm-hmm. so i remember some awkwardness but also it was just it, it was a weird time <laughs> it was a weird time but yeah it, i mean i one of the many reasons that i think therapy is great is i would like to heal from the things that happened mm-hmm. you know shortly thereafter and around about this time frame so you know it's it's a weird it's a weird conversation topic for me mm-hmm. to kind of like it's all right the <laughs> you don't you don't need to explain the situation any further okay. than you have i think we i think we understand overall and mm-hmm. we also get that the important 
thing here is you in all of this. So in terms of agreeing that, yes, this is this is something you need to deal with and address and heal in your own time. And that's that's for you. And, you know, as, as far as the rest of it is concerned, you should like whenever we're talking with anybody, we never want to put people in a position where they have to bear more of themselves than they have to. It just so happens that we've ended up having some pretty frank conversations about, you know, the the brokenness and the difficulties that people bring to the characters that they play. And, you know, if you listen long enough, Toby and I talk a lot about our own brokenness and how New Century has helped us process some of it so you know it's 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 completely understandable and honestly the the most difficult part in in all of that listening to you is hearing you talk about how it was easier to voice the emotional weight of rao's rape on the boat and having that be easier than being vulnerable in an intimate setting that, that that just sort of like stabs through the heart like i know that that wasn't what it was intended but it right. also just makes so much sense under the circumstances yeah and it's you know and and i think on the god i have to cast myself back a bit i mean the the thing with when i talk about being rao and i think i reference my own mohawk Mm. you know and that was so long ago now but it is obviously still a very integral part of who i am but you know the it's it's something that i'm more like on even footing about and i've Mm. become stronger because it was so long ago and the scars have healed so securely the last few years have been rough and a lot of that sort of trauma that started around about Arlington time has not those scars are still Mm. fresh or wounds I guess are still fresh because of certain things and and whatnot so it's it's unfortunate and obviously I'm not gonna give me give me you know bottle of wine or whatever but like (laughs) we can we can have a like an obsession but But it's you know it's one of those things where there's a certain level of it's not just my story and you know some of it's personal some of it's like broader scope world Mm -hmm. ending apocalypse (laughs) like oh boy did you know that there was a pandemic this last year (laughs) it's a lot of trauma that's been going around yeah. yeah, it makes it makes everything worse is the problem. You're already yeah. dealing with your own stuff. Now you've got the yeah. COVID on top of everything else yeah. and everything that comes along with that. You it's know, excessive, isn't it? Yeah, I'm like, I already have clinical depression. This is great. This is perfect. Let me just let me just put some more on top of more on top of more on top of I'm going to get some alcohol. <laughs> like, I wasn't really a drinker before, but I am now. <laughs> like, we it's been it's been a difficult duality that's going on in terms of mm-hmm. I'm already relatively an introverted person, and so therefore mm-hmm. spending more time indoors is just something I'm naturally inclined to do anyway. Uh-huh. but it but it's wearing on even me after an entire year of this. 
Um, Even though I've managed to keep myself and my roommates and my mother that I take care of safe from sickness and everything like that. And yet at the same time, I'm, I'm seeing a potential light at the end of the tunnel where it's going to be where all of this might finally start fading into the background. And all I can think of is, oh, God, this is going to make it more difficult for Toby and I to record through the wind door. That this has been our life raft during 2020 is getting to Skype with each other and talk about this series that we love. And the idea of things changing enough to the point where it's diff- more difficult for us to do the work that we need to do in order to put out a regular podcast. I'm not necessarily looking forward to that kind of change. Yeah, no, I that understand was. it. And I, you know, and people, I, it's so strange. Like this whole, people are talking about traveling again and my brain mm. is not caught up mm. to that. And I'm still like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not over. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I, it's so strange. And I, I have like, I have PTSD. Like that's a thing mm-hmm. that I have and I've been diagnosed with. And I, it's so weird. Cause now I have like, I have it again and I can tell that I have it again because I have this whole like issue with people like going out and socializing and I get really upset with them. And I, people are like, I'm going to go visit somebody. I'm like, why, why are you going to visit them? And How like, Wait, dare calm down, you, calm sir? Down, calm, down, calm down. I'm like, I'm, Oh, Oh, you're re- overreacting. You're overreacting. Like people are allowed. No, they're not. No, they're not. And like, I just have like this visceral reaction of like, you're not allowed and and yeah it's become kind of a hot button thing and i oh it's and like like eye twitches are developing and it's like, it's like a whole thing like the, but the yeah. thing is like no one's going to unlearn or or rather like the people that i tend to like spending time with no one's going to unlearn the things that we've sort of learned through this. So even when everything is quote unquote back to normal, it's like, I'm not going to touch a single thing outside again. Like (laughs) like, it wasn't that I was like rubbing my face and hands over everything. It was just that like, you know, every time I have to like press the button to like make sure that pedestrians can walk across and everything. I like I look for like the nearest hand sanitizer. Yeah. It's like it's unclean, unclean. And now I'm like even after everything's done, I'm just gonna be like, can I get the shopping without having to interact with a single person or object? I'm looking forward to going back to a time when eye contact actually meant rubbing your eye against the other person. <laughs> I'm going to go lick the lamppost. Yes. Like, ugh. Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, I, and now I'm, all I can think of is why were we eating birthday cake that people had spit on? Like, why was this a thing? Why was this a thing? I don't want to ever use candles again. <laughs> like, it's this whole thing. I, I will say I have, um, and I love my family. I'm going to preface this by saying I love my family. Um, there are certain people in my family that are against masks. Oh, God. You too. Okay. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's always so difficult to deal with. I get mm. so twitchy and I get so, like, eye twitching. And I, I have actually bought so many cute ones. And I'm like, mm. they're fashion accessories now. Like, I'm mm. just going to incorporate them to my outfits. Mm. I'm going to wear them all the time. I'm going to wear them for flu season. Like, I think they're great. I don't know what you're talking about whatever like <laughs> like i'm yeah. upping the ante and just like being more and more aggressive about it like i'm gonna wear masks all the time you oh, can't yeah. stop me <laughs> it's, oh. 
Look, <laughs> Optimus Prime is fashion forward. Right? Like, Mortal Kombat has ended up being the best fighting <laughs> game to play in this because it's nothing but people wearing masks. Oh, it's so good. Oh, no. I mean, oh, my goodness gracious. Too funny. I mean, the only way it could be improved is just to change Scorpion's line to stay over there. Yeah. <laughs> Six feet away. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. But. You know, and it's it's one of those things where, again, you know, the it's a, like a collective trauma. And, of course, there's those that <laughs> don't believe it's real. And, <laughs> uh, and then I cry a little bit inside. Yeah. I will never forget the way that, like, I came into this. I, it's a story I've shared with people, but I don't know if I've shared on the show before. But last year when I, like... I was sort of getting anxiety before everything was happening and I had to take some temporary withdrawal uh, at the beginning of the year and I was mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, well, you know what? I need time to collect my thoughts and this was like end of January, beginning of February and I thought, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to go away for like two, uh, like three months and just sort of work, like maybe get some counseling and just kind of gets myself in order and when I come back I'll be able to get back into things and I'll be like you know the world will keep turning while I'm away I swear I swear that was like my thought process and then (laughs) to quote New Century with the like precision of like a Shakespearean tragedy it was just oh oh no yeah It was the combination of that and me saying, oh, man, the Infinity Saga ended great, but I really wish I had more time between this and the next Marvel installment. <laughs> the monkey, the duo of that poetic irony, I think, was what did it. Yeah. Were you holding a monkey's paw when you said that, Toby? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> oh no yeah that is a uh that is a that is unfortunate timing yep. for sure <laughs> oh no it's here that i want to take a moment to apologize again for the subject matter obviously maureen understands that i couldn't have known this would be a difficult topic for her but it also feels weird because this is not really a subject that i considered bringing up with Loretta for her scenes in Arlington and Steamheart. But I also consider the time difference here. Back when I interviewed her, I was still finding my footing in confidence, and so the idea of having it be a subject matter would have likely been something I shied away from. And, I don't know, when I think about having it be a topic in later Q&As of the Shaws, I find myself getting a little gun-shy there as well. I pretty sure that literally happened when we did Uncivil Outlaw. Which is maybe a little counterproductive, because the next Q&A is going to be Stone Spring Maidens, and that is literally romance. So Toby and I do need to be comfortable with writing and asking questions about it. Fortunately, we also don't have to do so right away. Anyway. So, New Century. Yeah, New yeah. Century. You know. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's talk about less traumatic things. Um... Mm. Is there any kind of significance behind the fact that of all the characters you've played, four of them are mother roles? That's, uh, let's see if I can uh, name them. Um, Prowl, Sarah, 
Jane Wolverton and technically eventually Tabitha. I mean, yeah, it, is, it is her goal yeah. to become a she deliberately wants to be a mother, and that's part of her arc in Steamheart. Mm. But anyway, back to the question. Do you have any experience that with that that you brought to the table with voicing them? And if not, what did you draw on to play such roles? I think the significance is maybe just irony. Um <laughs> You already the... talked about the, the fact that you haven't been a mother yourself, but that you you were basically heavily influenced by your mother for some of this stuff that yeah. she did before, yeah. So I have 13 nieces and nephews. That's um, a lot. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest niece has three kids of her own. I never wanted children mm. from a very early age. And my parent, my family kept saying, you'll change your mind jokes on you guys (laughs) i'm in my 40s now i'm not having kids made Um, it yeah ha ha um menopause is just around the corner (laughs) no but i you know i i never wanted kids i never considered myself as having any sort of maternal instinct i thought that part of me was broken and i still sort of believe that so the the irony of me playing maternal figures is not lost on me but on the other hand, there is something to be said for the fact that I rescue not only the people in my life that also have issues, mm-hmm. um, but this is going to sound sort of weird, broken dogs. Um, uh, I rescue puppies and I love the weird ones, <laughs> the the imperfect creatures, mm-hmm. the the broken specimens, if you will. And that is where any sort of maternal instincts come into play is with that um, and with, you know, animals. So mm-hmm. I've always been really big into animal activism, not activism, I should, but like animal. Rescue. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah, I do. And of course, like I said, with my mother, she's pretty cool, as I may have mentioned. And, you know, seeing my siblings and their kids and then their kids, my niece having her kids. There is that idea of, like, this is a life I could have had mm-hmm. had I chosen. I was engaged twice, actually. I was engaged to a very nice man many years ago who wanted to have kids and, and have a nice little white picket fence, minivan, PTA meetings kind of life. And I realized, thankfully, before the wedding that that was not how I wanted my life to look. We broke up. He married a woman who looks similar to me. Mm. They have three kids and they have a minivan and she's awesome. His wife is awesome. (laughs) He traded (laughs) up Mm -hmm. and I love that. I love seeing like, again, like the mirror universe, like this is what it could have been on another timeline in another universe in a, you know, um, in another dimension. I mean, he's a great, husband he's a great father he's a great person um we're still friends but it was one of those situations where i realized this isn't what i want Mm -hmm. and he did and it was great for him so playing these roles has been so fun because it's a whole different ball game that i'm playing that's a really weird metaphor because i don't know anything about sports but it's like it's it's putting on somebody else's eyes and and Mm. seeing the world through different lenses because 
you know, yes, I have maternal for the dogs and yes, I have, you know, my nieces and nephews and whatnot, but it isn't at all the same. Mm. And I would never, ever, ever try to compare, say, to a woman that has had children. Well, I know what you've been through because I have a dog. Like, they, I would get punched in the <laughs> face, deservedly so. I know that that's not the same, and I get it. So I, I, I think I've just sort of lucked out in a way, playing these characters and being able to pull it off, even though I don't have the, you know, it's not in my wheelhouse to be a mother, but having the capacity to love and care for another human being is something we all should strive for and I would hope that that carries over regardless of my lack of actual maternal instinct if a baby's crying I run the other way like in real life mm-hmm. if a baby's crying I'm like I don't want it but um I you know I do want to like help other people as long as there's no diaper blowouts or whatever I, I definitely think that that's important. So, yeah. That's perfectly valid, and that's the way it should be. We shouldn't force anyone to inhabit any mm-hmm. kind of a role that uh, they're not willing to. One of my favorite moments in comic book history was uh, a gathering of uh, a bunch of superheroes in Stark Tower, and Jessica Jones just brought in her kid, while everybody is sort of hanging out in the in the main living room or whatever, and everyone is just sort of fawning over the baby because there's a lot of women superpowered and non-present, but then Mary Jane is bringing the child over to Jessica Drew, Spider Woman. She's like, "Look at this baby," and her response is just sort of to recoil a little bit and go, "That is a baby. Now get it away from me." Yes, that's a baby. How nice. Um... <laughs> But on the subject of dogs, who is this cute little face that you've got going on here in your Skype avatar? Is that is that my little Min Min? That's my little Min Min. That's <laughs> my little Minnie. She is um she unfortunately is not probably long for this world, shall we say. Um, but yeah. um she's a senior rescue. She's seventeen now. She is a little Shih Tzu. She is super arthritic. She's blind. She has three teeth. Oh good. She's just looks like a gremlin i got her like three years ago so i got her when she was 14 her um owners had to go into hospice Uh. and so the like they're like somebody they knew rescued the dogs took them to a senior rescue they were being fostered by a coworker, yada 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 and i had just said put down my other shih tzu and uh, my coworker was like are you interested in a senior shih tzu and i was like I'm not not interested in a senior. <laughs> you have my attention. Tell me more. And so I got her little self, and, and so I've kept her little self. And I have a my mom's dog is a Chihuahua Terrier something something mix that we got after she was hit by a car, and she has nerve damage, and so her front paw is all messed up, and she mm-hmm. runs like a tripod, and you know they're just they're just all sorts of weirdos, but. Yeah, she's my little min min. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's you know she's getting up there and she's she's really struggling with walking and so it's getting to that point. But she's still having a good time eating everything and that she can reach with her face. So <laughs> <Okay>. she <laughs> just inhales it. Um, but yeah, she's a good baby. She's very cute. I like her little face. She bites the phone because she can <laughs> kind of sense when there's something near her face, so she'll Uh-oh. bite it. 
So that's why her her pictures always look like she's just like right there because she's basically <laughs> chewing on the picking phone, up, picking up from the bottom. Yeah, I'm going to chew your face. Yes, she's adorable. I certainly see a connection between you and your rescuing of animals and Frau fishing Miguel out of yeah. the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's my puppy. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I will nurse him back to health and I will keep him forever. He is my puppy. Thank you. <laughs> you cannot separate me from my puppy. He's my cup. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> Mine. I will fight you. <laughs> that's, she that's, will. It. that's the character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're kind of alike. <laughs> I, will, I will fight you. I will cut you. It will be a thing. <laughs> it will happen. Excellent. We are running a little low on time, so mm-hmm. let's um, get back to the list here and yeah. uh, make sure we can send this off properly. So, uh, talking about difficult performances, when we hear you voice Jane Wolverton, we mm-hmm. get to hear the version of her when she is, yeah, prominent and healthy and sort of trying to encourage her daughter off to enjoy the pleasures of being young. And then we also hear the shade of her, the ghost, where she is trying to voice through the injury of having had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And curious about how that worked for you to try and continue to portray her through an injury. And if it was difficult for you to vocally pull that off, I guess. I mean, it was challenging, but also I was a caregiver for a man with Parkinson's and my mother's best friend had Parkinson's. So I am familiar with neurological damage Mm. and what it can do to somebody. Um, Obviously not the same, but similar in the fact that it messes up how you're able to talk. I did also work for a company that very briefly I worked for a company that did home health care, and we had people that would come in that had speech aphasia and other such like neurological speech issues. So finding the voice wasn't that hard because Mm -hmm. I knew kind of what it would sound like. Actually doing the voice and vocalizing it was hard, but just kind of remembering the gentleman that I was a caregiver for and kind of visualizing him and and remembering what he struggled through and and how he deteriorated was was enough to kind of give me the inspiration if you will mm-hmm. yeah for the character was it important for you to make sure that as much as you needed to communicate the like where that this was having on her that you nevertheless conveyed the person not just underneath all that, but the person who was there going through that so that mm-hmm. the person that we had seen in the past was still mm-hmm. very much there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, one of the worst things about Parkinson's is seeing the intelligence in the eyes mm-hmm. and not that, and them not being able to vocalize it because his sense of humor was still there. His mind was still there. And I've known, I knew this man from a very early age. Like he, like my sister, my older sister and his daughter knew each other from kindergarten. Like this is a family that we had known. 
And so, and he'd run his own business and he was this businessman and he was very tall and he was very, and he basically just became like a shell of himself, Mm. but you could see he was still there and there, Mm. but he couldn't get out. And it was Mm. just devastating. And his wife, bless her heart, she's a firecracker and she's still around and she's hilarious, but she was this like very, very loud sort of, um, I think she's Hispanic woman who just have so much energy and she would, she would kind of talk over him a little bit in the most loving way possible, but she would, she would talk about things about him that you could tell he was just really not thrilled that she was sharing about his, his, his bodily stuff. Mm, And you could just tell he was just like, Oh, shut up. Like you could just see it in his (laughs) eyes where he was just like, stop talking you know but he couldn't say anything and he was just mm. you know it was bless his heart he was just and i would just look at him and kind of wink at him and she's like bustling around and you know and i'd be like it's fine i'm, I'm just not listening Vern. it's cool like we're not like mm. I'm, just, I'm ignoring her we're all good but yeah you know he was still there but it was it was just hard because he was you know it got harder and harder for him as, as the time went on I think that's uh, just that anecdote there is wonderful. Thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. because the I think that I mean it's important to Tiger's eye, isn't it? That like communication isn't just words that you say aloud to other people. It's the like getting to know them and being able to intuit and communicate even without having to say anything. I think so. It's like, that story you shared just then is. Like is that I find that lovely. Elements yeah. of it anyway, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, elements. Yeah. No, no, no so. one wants to. Yeah, it, I completely understand. Like, I don't have necessarily personal experience with it, but the idea of seeing someone trapped in their own body and unable to express, uh, like, there, there's lesser versions of that. Whenever you have anybody that is trying to communicate in a different language. Mm-hmm. than they grew up with and there was this great clip or gif that i saw at one point of someone saying do you have any idea how difficult it is to be able to to hear myself sound like this in english do you know how intelligent i am in french or i don't remember what language it was mm-hmm. and it's just like you have to go through so much more rigmaroles in order to vocalize this stuff because in order often in order to be able to speak a language you sometimes also have to be able to think in that language mm. and trying to make that translation over is not it, it's extra work i think mm-hmm. that was part of the reason why the anecdote behind um albert einstein was significant it's like oh yeah he he's hugely intelligent but he failed math i'm like yeah he failed math because he took he had to take the the test in a different language yeah <laughs> My ex and also my best friend are both uh, trilingual. Uh, um, my ex is actually was fluent, probably still is. I don't know, English, German, and Spanish. And so she would all oftentimes like have sentences that were in all three languages. So she'd start, yeah. and then like words would be in other languages, and I would sort of it would take me a second, and then I'd figure out what she was actually trying to say by context. But it was it was interesting to watch how the the brain worked, and she would ask for something in German or she would say something in Spanish and I'd be like, uh, 
not there. <laughs> can you, can you, one, once more in English, because I am not so smart <laughs> with the languages. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's impressive. People that can speak multiple languages thrill me. Um, yeah. I struggle with English and I have a degree in it. So what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> English is a messy language, though, you know. Man. As we have established that uh, you can have two different <laughs> parts of the world and it's just like, wait a minute, you spell that river how? <laughs> what was the what was the word? Oh my god, what was the word? There's a word y'all say in 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 England and it's and it means a totally different thing in, in America. And Alex said something and I oh, is it garter? What does garter mean in England? A garter? Um, I guess uh, on the spot, I, you know what? I'm not entirely sure myself. I think it's certainly <laughs> not something I'm uh, using every day. I guess it's like your garters are like articles of clothing, but... Well, it was, I... something, it was something I thought, I think he meant suspenders, like the things you put uh, to hold up your pants, like up. Like the over the like Mork Mork from Ork would wear, but it, he's I think he said, and I might be misremembering, but what he said came off as like garter, like garter belt, which yeah. is a very different thing in America, and mm. it's like a little roughly thing that women wear on their leg, and it's like very specifically for like a wedding, and it's very, oh, and it was yeah. like a very different conversation that he and I were having yeah. because he was talking about this and I was like whoa whoa, whoa what yeah yeah you need okay. to you need to put like a picture with the word because I think we're talking about two very different things <laughs> like, well, what is what now? It's, it's, it's like how you can say certain uh certain words which will be like okay this is a lot more awful depending on which part of the world you're saying <laughs> this what from. side of yeah. the pond <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean the word that i always associate with means something completely different in the uk is quite uh, <laughs> quite uh, <laughs> exactly uh, i love it anyway moving on <laughs> so here we got to a question on the list where we were asking which roles are the easiest to find the voice for and which were the hardest and to be honest, we already covered a bunch of that information organically by going through discussing the individual roles of, in particular, Frau and Merlane. So I'm going to skip forward a little to a part of the conversation that got into elements that we had not previously discussed. You know, the one of the, the hardest things for me, and this kind of ties neatly into the mental health thing, is how my physical health has deteriorated. Mm. Um, and that is part and parcel of why I had to step back a bit from doing as much voice work as I was is because maybe six years ago, give or take, I really just, my voice went to shit. I was getting migraines and I was having just a horrible time. I kept getting laryngitis and I was losing my voice like on the reg. I was just having horrible coughing fits in the morning that were leaving my throat raw and just, just awful it was awful and i went to the best ent in colorado in northern colorado um ear nose and throat specialist like several times and they ran a variety of tests and they put me on all sorts of different medicine that did some and didn't do some 
and it was like a barrage of tests that I went through and a barrage of things that I had to go through. And, you know, it's gotten to the point now where it's manageable Mm -hmm. and managed, but I do think I did some damage Mm -hmm. to myself and to my throat and to all of that while I was getting it sorted out because there's only so much abuse your body can take when you're trying to get like a diagnosis and when they're going through different medications and trying to get the right ones and it just wasn't working it wasn't working so you know there was a point at which I had like another test lined up and FYI the American healthcare system really fucking broken yeah Um, so I keep hearing yeah, yeah and I was lucky to have really good insurance at the time like I was one of the lucky ones that had a, a job that allowed me to have FMLA and allowed me to have, you know, time off and had good insurance. And so I was able to go to these doctor's appointments and get the diagnosis and get all this done. But it was, it really, I, I remember this one morning I was having car trouble and I had to get to an, a doctor's appointment and I couldn't because of my car. And I, I just, like broke down and I said I'm so tired of being sick I'm just so tired of being sick I want to feel better and I don't and I've been doing this for like two years of going back and forth and back and forth to these doctors and nobody can give me a straight answer and nobody can get me to feeling better and this is this is nonsense and I'm tired and I'm I just wanted I want it to be over I want to be better Mm. so and I was living with my mom at the time and she just kind of looked at me and I was just crying and I was like I don't know what else to do like I I'm so tired of so many doctors and so many prods and and scopes and things and you know stick it stick this here and stick this there and you know blah 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 and that sounded so gross but (laughs) like all these tests and, and, you know, like during that time period, I had pneumonia and like, it was just like so many things. And so, you know, now I'm at a point where I'm in, a, I'm in a better place. I've got medication that's got it under control for the most part. I have flare ups now and then, but it's now a process of, can I repair the damage that's been done? Mm. And, and if so, cool. And if not, well, then this is my new normal. And this is what I, and I hate that phrase because it's become this new thing with the oh, 2020. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's fine, it's, fine not... it's fine, it's fine. I said that phrase before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's on fire. Yeah, that dovetails basically with one of the, the, the questions that we had for the wrap-up. I think... I can speak for everybody, mm. including, you know, the, the many voiceless New Century fans that, you know, as much as Harau has meant to us in particular, we we want you to save your voice and, you know, for, for the things that are important to you, but also for the moments where uh, it's most needed because we want Harau to see a satisfying conclusion, much like mm. Alex imagined back in the day when you were having these roundtable conversations and talking about individual arcs for characters and everything. But I am curious if you've had a chance to read the finished text of Panther Soul, because um, it seems like part of the 
I mean, there were a couple of decisions that went along the way towards this, but Hrau ends up having a much more reduced role in that story, not just in order taking your stuff into consideration, but because the role of certain other characters ended up taking more prominence. They didn't want Hrau to overshadow and everything. Are you okay with that? Uh, I mean, it's I'm not trying to act like you you have some sort of like this is supposed to be my story or something like that. But you know, it's we when we think of Rama, we identify it with Rao, and mm-hmm. just curious how it feels to have to step back from that from your for your own good, basically. It's bittersweet, mm. um, but the brilliance of the pantheon that's not the right word the brilliance of the the collective works is that there are a lot of characters and so they all get to have their time to shine and i think how i mean harrow's book being tiger's eye i didn't know if she would come back like i didn't i mean i knew she would be at some point in you know subsequent books but i didn't know how alex was going to She's always been first and foremost is first 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 and foremost Alex creation Alex's creation, and so I've always had this in the back of my mind that he could kill her off at any point, mm. and Uh-oh. so I don't have I, I'm just saying, so I don't as much as she is part of me. I understand that he he brought her into this world he can take her out. You know, her character is part of a greater work, and however it suits the story, she cannot be the star because there's so many stars. She's part of a galaxy. Mm. So she doesn't need to shine brighter than anybody else. I would have loved to have another standalone book of of whatever and, and been able to do it just because it would have meant my health was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always said, well, I shouldn't say I've always said, but I've said to Alex at least a couple of times, do with the characters what you need to do. Mm. I will respect your decision. If you need to, whoever you need to kill off, you kill off and I will respect it. I'll be probably a little salty, but I'll, I'll respect it. You know, I might mm-hmm. be cranky, but you know, it's, it's, it's his book series. He's got a vision and that needs to be realized. And and I don't expect to be treated in a way that, you know, Harau's purpose in the books is to serve her purpose in the books. So mm-hmm. she will always be a part of me and she will always live on in me, which I've got, you know, ink to prove it. But yeah. however that needs to play out is however that needs to play out. So she had her time in the sun. And if she comes back for a bigger role later, great. If not, that's okay, too. I'm okay with other characters getting more... I was going to say screen time. It's not exactly correct. With other characters getting more voice time, especially if their health is better than mine, which it must be. And it's, again, bittersweet. But I also... I understand. Like it, 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 It was never my place to say I have to be the star I'm I have to be the star and I don't think even her would want to be the star like it like her, she was never one to want to be 
to have all the attention on her anyway, you know? Mm. So however that plays out is how it's supposed to play out. If she has a smaller role, she has a smaller role. Mm. And that's fine. And I did read, I mean, I have read some of what, you know, I've read what I've been given so far to do my lines and whatnot, but I try to, to do the lines as I'm given them mm-hmm. and not like read ahead. I honestly thought at some point, like I've, I've thought he was going to kill her off like three times already. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she's managed to survive up until this point. So, you know, however, however long she is in the books is cool. And I'm, I'm good with whatever, whatever he decides. Cause ultimately it's, it's Alex's, it's Alex's vision and it's his book series and, you know, I'm a part of it and that's cool. And I'm happy to, to play the part. And I, obviously I love Rao as a character and I would love to have a spinoff or whatever, but I'm just happy that she's, she's still going in this book, Panther Soul. Well, I, everything you make said uh, makes complete sense. But I also speak for everyone when I say, don't kill the purple tiger off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Okay, I I'm mean, not going to die. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> there was a large portion of Steamheart that was very stressful, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, not just for that, but there was a large portion of Steamheart where I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was stressed, too. Like, I was like... Are you, what are you doing? Are you gonna? I mean, am I gonna be okay? Like, what's happening? What's happening? I, you just threw me off a cliff, bro. Like, what's happening? Like, I don't. <laughs> am I gonna be okay? Why would you do I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> this is the thing that kept on getting brought up by Alex as the fandom is saying, "Stop hurting Rao." Yeah. <laughs> I can and, take and... it, but also, dude, like, I'm, you know, I'm tough, but also, like. Ow. <laughs> so the solution, of... <laughs> the solution for Panthersaur was to give Rao some rest so he could hurt a whole new batch of characters. Nice. <laughs> like I'll just I'll just sit this one out. You guys go ahead. It's all good. I'll just I'll just be chilling over here. I, one of my favorite little blink and you miss it moments in Panthersaur is this little moment where the protagonist is uh chasing someone or like having to kind of essentially be on the hunt for someone and he says in his narration that if i was a better hunter then i would have caught this person by now basically being a sly reference to the fact that as good as this uh new guy is he can't be a row like there are some (laughs) things that like row would be like much better suited for for this moment (laughs) You know, yeah, she's pretty, she's pretty great. She's pretty great. And I will say, I, I have friends in the furry community. So mm-hmm. the whole purple tiger thing, I'm like, you know, I really could like just go all in <laughs> and like become, <laughs> the, I could get like a fursona and mm-hmm. I could be the thing and mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't fool me. I know this is your cover story that uh, <laughs> if we ever meet, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I just I got the first suit. Sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely not a purple tiger. 
That's you my know. secret, Cap. It's been a human suit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I do resonate with Hulk most of all. That is my he's my favorite. Ruffalo's version. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. The other ones are fine. They're fine. Ruffalo all day, every day. Okay, mm. thank you. <laughs> oh man. Also, apart from us wanting to continue to have Frau's story, there is a larger concept you used the word pantheon earlier and you know throughout this entire experience of interviewing all the other regulars it's like i kept referring to them for a while as the magnificent alex's magnificent seven those relationships and your interaction with them you know you built up a small community around being the voices of this world for the last seven years as you are now feeling better with a little bit better, at least with your personal medical situation, would you, do you plan to come back for smaller roles? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, again, if any of my castmates are hearing this, Hey guys, a lot of what was going on with me in the last few years has, has become part and parcel of me basically going through a window and shutting it behind me and basically withdrawing from everything, mm-hmm. including my cast members or castmates. So it's, it's been rough because it was, is a family unit and I have been the odd uncle or aunt that's not really around. And it's an, it's, it sucks because it's like, I want to be more involved, but also just, Hey guys, like depression's kicking my ass right now. So mm-hmm. I can't like I can't really be present because like socializing is really taking it all out of me. Mm-hmm. So I would love to get more involved again and get more like ramp up again and and do more within the within the pantheon as my health and as my phys- physical and mental health allows. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's a delicate balancing act where I have to really make sure that I'm prioritizing myself because if I overdo it, the whiplash repercussions are mm. significant. I've, I figured that out. Like I, I tried too much, did too much, did too much, did too much. And then just like disappeared for three months from everything. And I was like, Oh, Hey, like I'm still alive over here, but I'm just not functional. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a thing that happened. So I have to be very mindful of how I handle myself and how I handle interactions with people. And so you were talking about being like an introvert. I'm not an introvert per se. Um, I'm very outgoing person normally. I'm I call myself aggressively friendly. This past few years have really seen a shift in how much I'm able to do of that. So I do see myself like really pulling back and pulling away and like shutting down more than nor- more than I normally would just because needing to recharge or needing to heal, it's it takes longer. Like my healing, when I get wounded, it takes longer to heal, mm-hmm. whether that's physically or, or metaphysically. <laughs> you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, like the healing time takes longer. So I have to kind of like, if you, if you will pardon the metaphor, I will, I need to lick my wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, 
pull into myself and kind of deal with that. So it's it's been tough because I really do like we've gotten new cast members and I am super jazzed about that. And I've been bummed because I haven't been able to be as aggressively friendly as I normally am. And so like, I'm like, welcome. And then I don't talk because Mm -hmm. I just, I like, can't, I can't bring myself to like socialize without it causing a lot of other issues. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun little tiptoe, like high wire death defying circus act of like okay we need to balance this and make sure that we don't fall off and just go crashing and burning and so yes I mean short answer yes I would love to do more voice acting I mean ideally I I would love to do voice acting in other things and in, in video games man that'd be rad mm-hmm. voice acting games would be so cool but New Century Video Games. Yeah, exactly. Just get together hey. with Spencer. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> how cool would it be to be Hrow in a video game? Like, I've I've toyed in my head, especially as like new stories have been coming out and new characters have been added to the ever growing roster of a New Century fighting game. And <laughs> the problem with that is that you go online and everyone would be maining Hrow. I mean, yeah. she is a little OP. She is a little OP. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just gonna just feed all of you. It's gonna be like her and Captain Marvel. <laughs> like, you're just gonna we're gonna feed everybody up. Okay, all right, cool. My ideal scenario would be like it's one of those tag team ones where you pick at least three people because then you like I don't have to choose between my babies. <laughs> I want you and you and you. like started pokemons except the virtual tiger wait (laughs) this could go strange but yeah i think you know it would be really cool and i would i it's it's one of those things where it's as as i am needed i will do what i can but i'm glad that i'm glad that alex has more people to draw from now because again life comes up and i know some of the other cast members have their own stuff going on too that we've we've struggled with in the past. So being able to rely on other people is good, especially when you're working on something like this. So I have not been the most reliable cast member for him, which I think is part of maybe why I've been given less roles. So, you know, and again, a lot of that has to do with just mental health a bitch. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. And I, I won't apologize for my struggles because they are my struggles and they are what they are. But it, unfortunately, there's consequences to to that particular thing. So and I and I, it, you know, he has to do what he has to do for his work. And I respect that. Well, then I'm glad to bring your voice to 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 everybody else, because I can assure you that Loretta, at least, will be listening to this as the very second it comes up. Um. <laughs> I love her so much. Loretta, I love you! <laughs> Great, we've She's got right. that on the record. Okay, well, next <laughs> She's wonderful. They're all uh, wonderful. They're all just... I mean... The analogy you used earlier of you stepping through a window and closing it behind you for just like restorative purposes, I think, is fitting because that's absolutely what 
should be a priority for everyone. But I think as if we take the metaphor to its natural conclusion, the thing is that even if it gets closed behind you, like there are ways that it can be opened up again or like characters who are stuck in places with no means back, we know that we're going to be reunited again. You know, Abigail is away for the time being and we miss her. But like my favorite line from the recent Star Wars films is that lovingly delivered, no one's really gone. And Mm. it's just that like I have complete faith that this is exactly the right path because it means that you have a chance to, as you say, lick your wounds, but more importantly that, well, no, that is the most important thing, but that does not, it does not close any doors behind you. I have that. I am confident of that. Side note. How cool would a Chewbacca Frowl mashup be? Oh, 100%. Oh my god, they would be the best pairing. They would be such good friends. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All of a sudden, hand going around, we're like, I can't believe it. there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Furballs. <laughs> I am not a walking carpet. <laughs> Let the cat win. <laughs> I don't know. Let the cat. Well, <laughs> you should. The tiger wins. Yeah, the tiger wins regardless. It's just how it's how you deal with your loss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I I think you know it's one of those things where I hate this phrase, but I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna groan immediately right after. But 2020 was such an unprecedented time. But it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Every time I want a dollar for every time I've heard that. And and you know, if you're already if you've already dealt with the mental health issues and you and then this happens, you're like, oh well, this is just great. This yeah. is great. <laughs> just great. I'm gonna go and hide. <laughs> there was just lots. There was a lot. That it's a lot. It was a lot. Like, I, my relationship ended. I moved in with my mother, and it was like, just, there was a whole lot of, yeah, there was a lot that happened. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, mm. so stuff. But, yeah, I do think, um, you know, and then the health, physical health, mental health, all of that was just a fun little cesspool of nasty mm. that I had to slog through, and I'm still slogging through, but, uh Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday there'll be light. At the end of the tunnel, there will not be a train. Someday we'll find it. <laughs> the rainbow connection. Yeah. <laughs> the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Let's bring you to the final question that we always ask of our interviewees. Uh, we already know how heavily <laughs> you identify with Rao. We've been talking Let's about it over and over. Yeah, exactly. Aside from her... Are there any other characters that you would want to be able to interact with as yourself? What would you say to them? What advice would you give? Or what would you want yourself to take away from such an encounter? Any of my characters that I've played or any any characters, any any of the characters? Either or. Yeah, one. Zordberg, why not both? <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I mean, obviously, Harl. 
Maybe Sarah. I think Sarah would be really interesting just to hang out with and like observe because I think she would be so she's so admirable. Mm. Like she's so much better than I am. <laughs> like she's such a good person. She's so good. I think Harry would be so fun to hang out with. She is mm. just she's just rad. Like also I kind of have a crush on her, but it's fine. <laughs> um, you know. I'm so looking forward to listening to Lareda voice new Harry. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, it's not great. The stuff that she ends up having to deal with at the beginning of stone spring maidens when she herself is in a place of healing, mm-hmm. but seeing where she's going to go and come back into herself to be more confident and more in the world than she ever has been before, continuing the journey that began with Arlington and continue with Steam with Steamheart. I just Stone Springs yeah. a good book for people with crushes on Harry. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hate to say it, but I kind of I wanna interact with Thomas Arlington just because I want to punch him a little bit. <laughs> like he just annoys me. Yeah. It just annoys me so much. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I just yeah. want to punch him one time. One time. Like, come on, you idiot. Um, Everybody anyway. gets one. Yeah. Just uh That's a good that's a good list of uh people to yeah. have interactions I mean, with. I would love Some more I mean, like assaultings, but then conversations. I mean, but uh, Marlene would be great. I don't, I, yeah, Merlene would be great too. Merlene and the Nag, I think I've just. Well, everybody just, loves the original odd couple. I want to just get like high with them and I don't even smoke pot, but I just, I just want to get high with them. I don't oh, know. You know the stuff they have in their garden would be amazing. Right? <laughs> like, I don't even, like, I don't even do drugs, but I kind of would want to just to be around them. <laughs> I feel like it would be, it would be, it would be necessary. I, I feel like at the end of the session, I would just go, holy shit, are you a talking horse? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Also, Oberon reminds me a little bit of one of my exes, <laughs> but oh, in a goodness. good way. Okay, fair so, enough. So, yeah, but in a good way, but I would, yeah, that'd be nice. Oh. I'd kind of hang out with him. Uh, yeah, all of them, I mean, on some level would be fun, but yeah. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the questions. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you talk about. I hope. That, I hope that interacting with us two strangers wasn't too, wasn't too stressful on your internal battery. Maybe you're going to need to recharge after this, or maybe this was, maybe this was a step back into your old world where you're able to um, just you know lay it out all on the, on the table again. Yeah. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I've I missed interacting with strangers. Wait, that didn't sound right. I mean <laughs> Well, we I mean... are very strange. <laughs> no, I I this was a lot of fun and I'm 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 just sorry it took me so long to get in touch with you. So but again, you know. Everything in its own time. We're happy that we got to you you know that you were able to get back to us eventually and we're yeah. happy that the timing was almost expert in that you know we met we're going to be able to tack you on right after the finish of our discussion with tiger's eye so it will be appropriately thematic hey it's me the tiger that didn't <laughs> that 
sounded so not at all imposing. <laughs> it's a me, Harrell. <laughs> Sneak peek of Panther Soul audio drama right here. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> truly, da, 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 da. That's not the video game crossover we need. It's not. It's not. No, I really did have a good time, and I I appreciate that you both took the time with me. And um, yeah. Anytime you guys want to chat again, I'm 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 down. So. Well, we've we've gotten through the majors at this point, but it's entirely possible. As we continue on, that will uh, that will find you know new questions to ask, especially as new books come out. And ho- holy God, twenty twenty one is apparently going to be the advent of all the new books. Like it's going to take a lot more time for the audio dramas to come out, but we've already read two, and the only reason why we haven't gotten um, Nightfall of the Wendigo is because Alex is literally holding it off. So that I can, so that we can interview you, and then tomorrow we're gonna have our fresh hot takes on Panther Soul. So it's like if we had another book on top of that, it would just be an unnecessary distraction. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to town. That one, he's got his vision. Well, he he's he's writing while he has the energy because, as previously mentioned, 2020 was just so fucking enervating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, some stuff happened. Some yeah, just a few things. things. I see all of those stories of someone who like came out of a coma like before and then after, and it's just like, okay, so what did I miss? And you go, okay, you're sitting down. Um... <laughs> it's like the guy from Ant Man doing the doing the breakdown, and it's like the <laughs> in the van. He's like, so, all right, so Australia was on fire, and then there was, and then this guy ate a bat, and then, and then, and then, but I got to keep the van. <laughs> like oh that's just sad yep. yeah but who's president oh let's just not even um <laughs> no i wanted to say congratulations on your engagement i don't know how long you've been engaged but congratulations oh, she's a very lucky woman oh. so <laughs> i am luckier i assure you <laughs> oh love 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 is great also it sucks but also it's great <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's on fire. It's cool. It's okay. You, you and I can can uh, commiserate <laughs> over here on how difficult relationships are. Yes, and I also take care of my mother. So you and I, we're simpatico. Oh yeah, exactly. So it's it's so it's so fun, and I uh, I honestly need to probably tail off right here and go take care of that right now. Okay. So. Thank you again for for making the time for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Toby, for being a wonderful co-host and friend and helping me along on this journey. To all you listeners, this is going to be literally now our final, final commentary on Tiger's Eye for the meantime. Now that we've got... We promise. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got the voice of the tigress herself. And next time you hear us, You'll get to hear our opening for season four of Through the Wind Door. And we'll see you on another trip through said wind door. Take care. Bye. So that's our time spent with Maureen. And normally, this is where I might say something pithy about the experience. Let you know what's coming next. 
segue to whatever music I picked for the outro, and follow it up with the many, many minutes of great Through the Wind Door content that didn't make it into the show proper. But before I do that, in the days and weeks after the interview, Maureen decided that she had something she wanted to add to the end of part two. So without further ado, I will once more cede the floor to our special guest. Hello, dear listeners. I'm back. (sighs) Greg and Toby were kind enough to allow me this little postscript at the end of my interview for a reflection and correction, if you will. Is this a fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break? Isn't that like 16 walls? (laughs) Because I am a demanding sort, I asked to hear the rough draft of the second part of my interview prior to release because I correctly felt that I might have some additional insights on it or updates to it. During the interview, especially in discussing certain parts, I felt as though I was having trouble articulating my thoughts because I was very uncomfortable and unsettled by the topic of discussion and was being forced in the gentlest and kindest way possible FYI, to remember, discuss, and face certain things and time periods that I had been avoiding for a while out of a combination of fear and inertia. And while I had made mention of my mental health, my resultant prudishness, my trauma, etc., and discussed it at great length, I felt as though I was still sort of you know, dancing around it, honestly. And to be clear, again, because I'm a demanding sort, I had gotten the questions ahead of time. So do not think that my hosts, that I was unwilling to discuss this. It was just hard for me to discuss it. I was willing to do it. It was just there were a lot of brain blockages that were causing my normal articulation to become hobbled. But there's been a change, a shift in the wind, uh, if you will, since the interview. Um, Something substantial has changed, and as such, so has my thoughts, feelings, reactions about what I said and how I said it. So I wanted to address the change because in retrospect, so much of what I said during the interview feels kind of dated already (laughs) in retrospect. At the end of the interview, I said two lines in particular to my hosts. One saying, like, anytime you guys want to chat again, I'm down. And more directly, you and I, we are simpatico. The anytime you guys want to chat again, I'm down uh, wasn't 
necessarily about interviewing, but just like, you guys are cool, I want to be friends, let's hang out. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think that, I only had Greg's email at this point, I don't think he was picking up what I was putting down at that point, <laughs> based on his reaction. So, after the microphones were turned off, and I had a few minutes to collect myself, I decided to take what felt like a monumental leap of faith, and I sent a follow-up email to Greg, asking if he would like to continue conversing, but in a less professional manner and more friendly type manner. Not really sure what his response was going to be. He very easily could have said, you know, thank you, no thank you, crazy lady, go fuck off kindly to the left. Thankfully, wonderfully, he responded. And uh, as previously stated, we are, in fact, quite simpatico. Finding his... Finding him. His friendship. And to some extent, Toby's as well. I'm gonna say I would... I don't want to leave Toby out of this conversation at all, because definitely um, have connected and reconnected with Toby... Um, and had uh, some conversations with him about specific topics that we both find interesting, but much less frequently. But circling back, uh, <laughs> finding um, Greg and what is developing from that email is something so unexpected and so completely out of left field that I would never, could never have anticipated this outcome from what was supposed to be a simple podcast interview that took me far too long to actually follow up on. Really? Honestly? Life is short and bleak and can be quite a strange and lonely place, so... It has been far too long that I've been anywhere close to finding someone who sparks my soul in such a manner. So I gotta say, things are uh, they're definitely looking up, and I wanted to I wanted to make that clear since the podcast. The interview seemed to paint me in sort of a sad light. I'm not so sad anymore. And the interview facilitated that in a very random kind of way. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. All the way back to when the idea of interviews with the cast came up, and we were given the opportunity to connect with each of them in turn, 
Toby and I were gratified to have the chance to speak with them, and not only to ask them questions, but also to connect with a delightful group of gloriously geeky people that we hoped would find us equally enjoyable. And that hope was quite thoroughly fulfilled. But right up until the end, I wasn't sure if we'd be able to get Maureen to join us here at Through the Wind Door. We have Spencer Lee to thank directly for this, as apparently he enjoyed his time with us so much that he posted about it where Maureen could see, and it intrigued her enough to finally reach out. And even after the initial contact, life kind of got in the way, and I thought, well, maybe it wouldn't work out after all. But then she popped back up on our radar, and we scheduled a time to record. All of our conversations with the New Century cast have been funny and revealing, heartfelt and honest and even difficult to listen to in places. As Maureen has already alluded to, we had no idea where certain questions would lead us. And even though the interview itself was a rousing success, I thought to myself after the fact that maybe that was it. Maureen had come onto the stage one last time and would bow out from there. I absolutely did not expect an email from her the next day expressing an interest in corresponding. I was heartened and glad that she expressed an interest in talking with us further outside of our recording session. I responded in kind and went on to provide Toby's contact info as well. More emails followed, and then texts, and then more Skype, and so on. To those of you that were reading in between the lines of Maureen's postscript, let me take this opportunity to build on that. I was always happy to respond to what Maureen would call her aggressive friendliness. What I did not expect was how the further things went, the more the electricity built between us. And then one day there was a spark, and things kind of rapidly accelerated from there. But let me put this into terms that fans will understand best. By now, you've had a chance to listen to what Tiger's Eye has meant to both Maureen and me. A reflection of our yesterdays, and an introspection on who we are. But as Maureen stepped through the window she had originally closed behind her to join us, what neither of us could have predicted was how we resonated with each other. And suddenly, the story that is relevant is not the yesterday of Tiger's Eye, but the today, and very likely tomorrow, of Stone Spring Maidens. She walked in and saw me, and for the first time in a long time, I have joy and hope, hope that together we can rebuild. To play us out, a song that Maureen shared with me not long after things started getting serious. Until next time, this is He Is We with happily ever after. Let me run on your dinny, it's just an itty bitty little thing on my mind. Battle boy and a girl trying to take on the world one kiss at a time. Now the funny thing about it ain't a story without it, but the story is
Recorded. Okay. Wait, I, mean, I never always... agreed to that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, this is a live podcast. You had to tune in, or you don't get us at all. Yeah. <laughs> just, we should just be doing this on Twitch instead. Oh um... God. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not ready for the streaming life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the coaster that went flying. That's fine. That's fine. We're very professional. We run a very professional ship here on through the window. Obviously, yes. It's been a while since I embodied some of the characters, so I wanted to refresh myself on what you were going to focus on so I mm-hmm. could get myself in the right headspace before, um, especially with the the throat issues. I want to make sure that my answers are concise and I don't necessarily do either your podcast and your editing a disservice or myself mm-hmm. a disservice by, mm-hmm. like, going i don't know (laughs) so yeah i always like to be prepared as scar would say but not quite so villainous (laughs) (laughs) Uh, scar would fit in in, with the lions of leon wouldn't he he would Um, a little bit yeah cool of the century crow would just bamf him and like she'd just be like no just i'm not it's just not i can't i can't with you you're too much i just Shut up. <laughs> Can't deal with your diva personality. I'm, I'm uh, it's oh, I the lioness's job to hunt. <laughs> oh, great. Now we're just doing uh, imitations over each other. <laughs> That's another subtitle to the podcast is uh, Through the Window, imitation, overlapping imitations. I mean, none of us are ever going to um, beat out alex uh when he's when he's on a tear um i know i think maureen here can do a pretty good frow impression (laughs) impression yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) probably probably do that i mean jeremy irons is of course jeremy irons and nobody can can do that but you know well he's he is one of those people that just eats up the scenery whenever he wants to that's Mm. Like he laps I... it up, much like a mm. large cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have met exactly two famous people in my life, and they were both while I was working behind the counter at a FedEx site. Um, <laughs> one of which is John Malkovich, because he lives in the area. 
and wow. he was apparently sending a whole bunch of his personal sketch work to a museum in Italy, I want to say, mm-hmm. which meant that we had to be very careful with everything and it's it's oh, international. Gosh, of course, yeah. Um but he was like done up in uh in, in a winter coat and he had one of those hats on like Eddie is are we're talking about the grand hat, the the, the circular <laughs> thing. And I was just very respectful and just like, you know, making sure to ask the proper questions. And when I saw him the second time I'm I asked to make sure that the that his shipment uh, received okay, and he was very polite. I was not as put together when I met my second celebrity, who is not anyone that most people would know, the writer of the geek comic strip XKCD also lives in Cambridge. Oh, my oh God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Randall Monroe. And oh I had God. Met one, I met one of, his, one of his friends, one of his people, when they were shipping out signed strips. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, and, and because I recognized it, they offered me one of the strips from my very own. I still got it around here someplace. It was the graph oh. that shows that your intelligence goes down and your inane comments go up the closer you get to a cat. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> That's absolutely accurate. Absolutely so, accurate. So when he himself showed up, I think to do some more shipping out of XKCD merch, he had filled out the form. Mm -hmm. And because I had been like, no, it's like, oh, yes, he's a local. I like looked down Randall Monroe. I don't remember if XKCD was written on like the company or whatever, but I like saw it. And then I looked at him and then I looked at what he was sending. And I said, are you the guy? What? You're the guy. Maybe. <laughs> I am a guy. <laughs> what kind of guy are you looking for? <laughs> That's adorable. Um, yeah, I eventually got over my my uh, my geek tizzy uh, and explained. He's like, oh, no, yes, no, I'm a big fan of the... And he, like, you know, calmed down a little. Like, he wasn't afraid of me or anything like that, but he clearly was not... Res- he was not expecting that level of response. To finding out who he was. So that was that was a lot of fun. I don't my brother is out in LA, so he's met quite a few people because he does the acting thing mm-hmm. now and then. My the closest I've come, the brush <laughs> with celebrity, is um I talked to Dick Van Dyke's wife. Oh. Um, yeah, and I didn't realize it until afterwards, and then I had like a spaz out moment. I was like, Bleh! It was through a job, and I like had to get up from my desk and run around like a spaz. My uh, my mother, on the other hand, went to this was obviously pre-COVID. Went to like a comic con and mm-hmm. met, bless her little heart. She's not a geek, and she was with my brother who is a geek. And she went to comic con and met Nichelle Nichols, I believe. Oh played She she met the Baldwin, whatever his name is, that played Jane in Firefly. Um, yeah, Adam. Yeah. Yes. And um and she met Sean Astin. Oh. And I'm very angry about the fact that she met Sean Astin. And her comment, because she didn't know, like she didn't know really who they were. She said, Oh, they were just such nice boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, you don't understand. It's Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> ah, he loved potatoes. And he was in the Hobbit. And I, oh. 
And I was like, my mom's cooler than I will ever be. And I'm really yeah. upset about this right mm. now. <laughs> but like, isn't that the most accurate like thing you could ever hope for is that Sean Astin is the nicest boy. Like, mm. and like he shows up in like the second season of Stranger Things and his yeah. role is just to be like, you feel like someone we should be like less keen on, but he's just showing up and being Sean Astin. And mm. it's like, ah. <laughs> Three yeah. more seasons of this, please. My brother also met, um, oh God, and I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name. The guy that played Neville Longbottom. Oh. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew something. I, I can't I, help you with this. I, I never watched any. Um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And now that JKR is a turf, uh, I never will. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lewis. Oh, thank you. I was like, Matthew Lillard, that's not it. <laughs> very different person. That would have been a very different movie. That would have been very I'm... weird. Mm, now I'm picturing it. It's weird. Yeah, Matthew Lewis. And, uh, you know, and so, and I was a big Harry Potter nerd. And I'm also very, you know, it's a lovely book series that just materialized out of nowhere. So, you know, it's really cool that they don't have yeah. an author. So, anyway. Lost to the ages. Yeah, <laughs> it's mythical. Like Lady yeah. from the Lake, sort of birthed them but yeah well all of this is to disguise the fact that we are incredibly starstruck right now to be talking to Rao oh my god it's Rao <laughs> no she's she covered in that thing that she did a long time ago she is not actually a giant <laughs> tiger let me dream <laughs> <laughs> I was I I'm uh yeah I I would love to be it would be very helpful and also probably really hard to shop for clothes but yeah. uh, <laughs> but I do I do feel a very strong kinship to her clearly. You know, and her was such a big part of my life for such a long time when I was working on the book. Um, and it was like I was living and breathing her. And so I don't know. I know Alex has shared. He likes to share a lot. But he I don't know if he mentioned I have a tattoo. I yes. Do remember okay. <laughs> it's actually he mentions it on the website itself. So. Oh, uh. I didn't. I, how did I miss that? I have the website, <laughs> but I don't. He He updates it only sporadically. And that's part of where I got a little bit of the information um, to prepare for the, the interview and everything like that, because I forget that there's information on there. But um, that all, all, of this, all this is great stuff. I'm just going to have to, this is the yeah. stuff that I'm going to have to include in the, in the outtakes after the main reel and everything like that. <clears throat> yeah, no, Let's, it's uh, seamless. It's, now, uh, yeah. Anyway, now that we've I, I tripped over my words. Oh, shoot. We can't put it anywhere now. No! <laughs> it's the outtakes. It doesn't matter. Let's. Oh, thank goodness. If we're all warmed up, then let us begin. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another. Crap! I can't remember what this segment is. <laughs> Outtakes. <laughs> Welcome to School of Movies. No, Wait. wrong. No, no, no. Okay, that's completely wrong. <clears throat> Welcome to Digital Gonzo. <laughs> now we're just going back in time. Yeah.
Welcome to the digital cowboy, baby. Serious face, serious face. For context, this was us immediately after we finished recording the show. <sighs> okay. <It's> just, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this just feels good to get back to this. Was was there um, a significant? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go for uh, it. I, uh, <laughs> this is what happened. We haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> uh, one oh, year. Yeah. We've been doing this for one year. Um, <laughs> and this last bit was discussing the art of using audio manipulation to alter voices. What did they do, like Benedict Cumberbatch with um, Schmog? Smog. Oh um, yeah, that, added that reverb kind of audio code manipulation. Or something. Yeah. I believe the technical term is dragonify. <laughs> <laughs> yes.